Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Forever. Dog. <laughs> Hey, welcome back, guys. It's Michelle Collins. This is Midnight Snack, and we're going to bring you part two of my absolutely hilarious interview with Queer Eyes Tan France right now. Oh, I just feel like I want to. I wish that we weren't living in this scenario because I feel like you would have been in New York and then we could go drink together. And that would be when we really bond. Well, you do. Okay. I know you've got your own questions. Who knows? Maybe you don't. Maybe you. I literally have nothing. Take it away. Uh, can we just tell the audience how we met? So yes. uh, I, we don't know each other very well. However, I believe we fell in love very quickly. Though yeah. so I had never been invited onto your show, which felt like a dick move um, yeah. for any of the press we've ever been on. And I don't, still don't understand why you never explained it. Are you really being serious? No, I never had you on because you never, never. were pitched to me as a guest. 
We we get pitched guests at Sirius and I say yes or no. Then they take, actually, I'm going to really shock you and turn the tables around to your people because they say, oh, do you want the Queer Eye Boys? I go, of course, because I actually know Jonathan from back in the day. And I I I did have Anthony on and then re- only very recently Bobby. But I said, yeah, of course. And so then they take my yes to your publicists who then said no. So, you, yeah, he's he's eating a big pile of shit it's right a, now. It's a, net, it's a Netflix, Netflix thing. thing. It's a Netflix publicist. It's not my own publicist. Okay, so... <laughs> Go on. Uh, we we uh, we were on uh, press tour for Next in Fashion yeah. uh, with Alexa Chung, and you know Alexa somehow, um, and uh, that was the first time we met. And within a heartbeat, it was very clear that you were the one we should have been coming to see at Sirius. Thank you for saying that because I agree with what you're saying. Not putting any of my fellow amazing no, Sirius hosts down, yeah. but I I feel like at that whole network like whenever someone is funny i'm always like please put funny people on my show because some most people don't really know who i am but then they walk out and they're like and not to be cocky or anything like that but it's the one thing i'm really confident in is just meeting people making them feel comfortable yeah and uh and people always walk out going wow she was great like she's so fun and i'm going thank you but it's a matter of just having people trust that they're going to have a good time but people walk out going who the fuck are you and i'm going exactly that's what i always say we are we both interview for a living like what i do really is interviewing it's just a very long form version of an interview over Mm -hmm. five days um but (laughs) interviewing i think people think that hosting or interviewing is easy like you just ask a few questions you've caught with questions beforehand it is not like what you do when i'm actually talking about you is a skill like you make people feel like you understand what they've been up to you've actually done your research and you are listening to what the fuck they're saying Mm -hmm. and first and foremost you entertain there's nothing I hate more. I've done so much God. press over the last few years where I'm sat in an interview thinking, I am so fucking bored. Like, get me the <laughs> fuck out of here. And I'm sat there yeah. like, smiling at my publicist. I was about to say something that was going to be my tell. And so I'm not going to tell you how I get out of an interview. I, you have to tell me because it, no one will connect it. No one will connect it. How, what's your way of getting out of an interview? You have to say it. Me and my friends used to, back in the day, like 10 years ago when we were here and we used to go to uh, a party. I was in my 20s and I used to party a little more than uh, I do now. And to get out of a party, we'd say, oh my God, this is a super fun party. And that meant, like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like, it's, it's time. I'm, I'm not waiting. If, if I don't care if you want one more drink, I'm out. And so I told my publicist this. And so if... I ever say to the host, oh my gosh, this is such a fun interview. They know, my publicist knows, we wrap it up. That's like, so genius. Because you know what's so great about you? What sign are you? I know you don't believe in it, I'm sure. I'm a Taurus, apparently. Uh, my America. favorite male sign. Okay, that's why we actually, it's the best male sign. Taurus, nothing beats it. I mean that. I'm a Cancer. And I'm a can- if you know any other male Tauruses, hook it up. But wait, um, you know what they know? So yeah, how- if, I, if, you, if you hear me say, oh my, to the house, oh my gosh, this is such a fun interview. And it's just that line. It's not, I don't embellish it with anything else. Sure. That is, they listen out for it. And they're like, okay, he's so bored. That's, I so don't, they, you, they, that they is so funny. Hey, you got one more question. <gasps> I'm like excited for you that you have that. It's really exciting. <laughs> and I, I, I don't believe you used it on my show. We just ran it's out of not, time. No, no, no. Can I tell you my other one that what? I, I started doing, I've only had to use it. I think twice I've used it and it's never aired. 
Um, because so when the show came out, I'm I'm very happily married. I love my husband. So like, truly I love my husband so much. Yeah. It drives Jonathan crazy how much I gush about my husband. He's seen us interact a thousand times, twelve years on, like he's still my very favorite person on the planet. Oh. Um which I know is <laughs> no, look at me. I'm be- I'm like beaming. I'm like leaning, I'm almost touching the camera with my nose. I'm so <laughs> excited. Yeah, go on. <laughs> anyway, I um I, I uh, me and uh, me and Anthony in particular, we are very similar in the fact that we don't drink, we don't go to bars and clubs. Uh, we we became really close really quickly. However, I believe gay men can be friends without wanting to fuck. Yeah. Like I really have always thought that. I've I've sleep with very few people. I've slept with very few people, but I've had many friends along the way because that is possible. You don't have to sleep with everyone just because they also like penis. I would hope so. By the way, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I, I, but because Anthony and I were so close and we hold each other's hands a lot, but I also do that with Jonathan and Karamo and Bobby. But because people just assumed, well, these two seem like they might be a match. We should start suggesting that they're doing something inappropriate. And so the question started, is your husband at all concerned with how affectionate you are with Anthony? Which is basically saying, does your husband know that you're sleeping with Anthony? Is there a way of of, uh, articulating that? And so it happened once and I was really pissed about it, thinking, my husband's going to see this interview. His family's going to see this interview and you're insinuating that that we're doing something inappropriate. And so the next time it was asked, everyone who knows me knows I am very nice. I am very kind. Mm. But if I feel like you've overstepped, and I don't offend easily, like you really can't offend me easily. But if I feel like you're taking advantage, I'll... I always have a very harsh retort. Which, by the way, that's normal, British, and also smart. Very British. It's It's totally correct and appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this person, this lady, I can't remember what network it was. um, And it was most of my interviews used to be pre-taped because I I couldn't stop swearing. Um, And I can can stop with some, but I wasn't allowed to do live because Netflix gets charged if I say fuck or cunt on. You're joking. No, like networks get charged. If you say fuck or cunt on a, a live show, like you, it's a real issue. Oh, wow, wow. So, uh, but they're my go-tos. Anyway, I um, this woman was asking me this question and she was basically saying, are you sleeping with Anthony? And so very calmly said, oh my gosh, I, I'll answer. Of course I'll answer. But I didn't realize we were so close that we could talk so personally. You know, when your husband's fucking you, do you use vibrator? Do you come naturally? And do you squirt? Uh, or is that or is oh that God. not something you can do? And she's like, excuse me? And I was like, wait, I thought we were besties. I thought we were sharing like sex stories and stuff. And she was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what's happening. I was like, you think it's appropriate to ask me if I'm cheating on my husband. And it's not appropriate for me to ask if you squirt when you come. Like, I don't know what the problem is. And then I was like, do you want to continue on with the interview and ask me more appropriate questions? Then we can continue. If not, we'll stop. What happened? She, she was happy to stop the interview. Wow. Can I have so many questions? I did it one more time and didn't have to do it again. You, apparently you, the word got around. Yeah. Apparently people found out that he doesn't take well to being asked if he's cheating on his husband. What if the only question on this paper was now, does your husband have a problem that you're sleeping with Anthony? <laughs> and I'm like, and yes, I do squirt. No, wait, here's, I would be like, yeah. I use any toy in the drawer, whatever you want me to say. Um, it's really, it's inappropriate. But I wonder if that's, I wonder your take on this. Do you think that's because as a gay man, 
sort of sex with gay men is almost like part. I don't know. I wonder if the, if interviewers feel more comfortable asking it to you because culturally uh, gay men are just more open sexually. Maybe they talk about it more. And so they're like, Oh, this is fun. Gal pal gabbing when actually you're a human being and you have emotions and a husband. And it's actually quite um, belittling to ask that to you. Absolutely. And if, this one maybe uh, again. I'm not judging anyone's relationship, but if this yeah. were like my first year in this relationship, maybe I could be swayed. Twelve years on, I think I've shown that this is my man. Like I'm committed to this person. We've been we got married twice. Like I'm committed to this person. Aww. Maybe just give me the benefit of the doubt. And also, we have to start to accept that gay men can be friends. That really is a thing where gay men can be friends, even if I see Anthony's beautiful. Of course, I see Anthony's beautiful. I'm not blind. Does sure. that mean he's my type? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so, and even if he was, it's like, who cares? It's it's inappropriate. I I agree with no, you. It's good Karamo's that you're doing that. My type. Karamo's my Anthony's. I used to really piss Anthony off that I was so vocal about it. Anthony's beautiful. <laughs> I, I, of course, I can see objectively he's beautiful, but yeah. he's just not my type. Whereas Karamo, the first time I saw him, fuck yeah, like gorgeous. Oh, Karamo is because I've seen you guys. I've spied on you in the serious lobby, and Karamo is so tall. <gasps> oh my oh, god. Yeah. Oh yeah. Him. Ugh. You are you guys still in touch? Like how how is the Fab Five doing? In uh, I won't say the word, the Q word. <laughs> I FaceTimed Karamo yesterday. I also spoke to Jonathan a couple of days. Every week, we speak to them every week, without okay, a doubt. Okay. Um, but we also, we were interviewing so much. So you know how the Emmys push goes. Like, you do your press shit to try and get the nomination. Then once you've got the nomination, you do your press stuff to get the actual yes. award. I did not know Actually, we, let's talk about this. How much time do we fucking have? I don't Wait, even know. Wait, I want you to know something. I We have as much time as you want. I'm sure Tracy's going to kill me, but Trace, I am having fun. Alone. Hold on one second. Hey, Trace, turn the timer <laughs> off. <laughs> Tracy's, talking. we've been on for 40. I mean, listen, let's do like 10 more minutes. That's fine. I'm sure they're going to have me killed. I'm okay with it. Go. I might take 15, but who? No, I mean, I love this. So go. Okay. So uh, the, I think that the audience should know this, and I wish I'd added it to my book, but I didn't. I, when you see a show get an award or an actor or an actress get an award, it didn't just, people didn't just watch that. Let's say, for example, it's uh, un- Unorthodox. Oh, it's such a great show. How it. hot were the guys on Unorthodox, by the way? Um, every every orthodox when i was driving through south williamsburg yesterday i literally was like beep beep like take it off like i'm at the hot it was 95 degrees the blazers but they (laughs) (laughs) but they oh my god yankee even the dick even the dick was hot moshe whatever his name was i was like all right anyways go on i think moshe's super cute moshe's yeah i liked him Okay, go. So I uh, that that let's say that as an example, Mm. it was isn't just a case of people watch the show, they love the show so much, these voters that they're going to nominate them. No, there is a full campaign by the studio who gets them to do press, that gets them to do live events, that uh, encourages the the press to talk about that 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 show might be nominated, to remind voters at every turn, hey. Have you voted for that show yet? Yes. Or have you seen that show yet? You should watch that show. There is a full-on machine that goes behind it. I feel like it is work to be nominated. And a lot of times, well, you're lucky because I feel like you're working with like, you're like working with Oz, basically. Like Netflix is the mafia. 
You're basically part of the mafia. It's really funny. I'm it's, not allowed to comment on that, actually, but... Um, really? I, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. No, Netflix is truly, it's astounding yeah. what yeah. they've done. It is. Uh, and I know I shouldn't uh, probably say this, but there are other networks who do wonderful shows, too. I just, uh, I don't know if they have the budget in place to really do a big award show push the way Netflix does. Um, but I am they so grateful. Don't. Yeah, I'm so grateful to be on a network where they really can do the award show push. I do think that there, I, I would like to believe that there is a world that, where, where the, the, the shows that win the big awards, the top awards, it really is because people already saw the show, they were really excited and think it should yeah. win without a doubt, as opposed to having to be reminded every day, oh, I should watch that show. Oh, I should watch that show. Oh, I should watch that show. Uh, yeah. There's good shows. There's some good shows. Yeah. Netflix is funny for me because it, the binging, I think, has a bad effect on my mental health. Like, if I just am sitting for hours and hours watching TV, I, oh, like, you know that woman, I talk about her often, the woman who got stuck to her couch, the obese woman who sat so yes, long. Yes, 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 yes. I, every day, I, I, every day I lift my legs up once an hour so that it doesn't seal completely. But, um, no, it's just incredible. And, and Queer Eye, I mean, listen, I'm sure... I wonder if like you ever get to the point where you're almost sick of talking about it because it is so popular. You know what I mean by that though, where it's so massive that you're just like, can I have a day where I don't have to bring up the show, you know? Uh, So I don't do as much press as I used to. Okay. Uh, This, and I, I, yours is my only one this week. Oh, nice. You're kidding. Yeah. Thank you for doing it. I did one last week. I'm just going to brag. Hit me. I agreed to do one last week. I said I wanted a month off from press, um, but I did one last week because it was Hillary Clinton who asked. (gasps) Yeah. I'm going to say yeah to that. I'll say yeah to that one. Wow. It was, it blew my mind. Like truly I was shaking before the call. I was so excited because I I've always been a Hillary. Yeah, fan. yeah, yeah. Have you done have you done Graham Norton show in London? Uh, the t- the um radio show, not the TV show because they <gasps> film on a Thursday. I've never uh, the last two and a half years I've never been there on a Thursday. That sentence could be the name of your next memoir. <laughs> I've never been in London on a Thursday. There's something very moving about that actually. Uh, how I uh, believe me when I say uh, this is not an exaggeration. I had 19 days off this this last year. So 2019 wow. I had 19 days off. 2018 I had 26 days off. So I only got to be in my own home for 19 days last year. But uh, that means that our schedule is so tightly packed that when we go to England to do press, I'm there for three days, maybe four. When I was there for <gasps> Next in Fashion, I asked for one additional day to go and see my family. So that brought me up to four days. And then I was right back to LA. I landed wow. and I was in an interview within two hours. Wow. Of landing from London. This is why you're a homeowner. I, I want the listener to know because I feel <laughs> like you you really, your work ethic is so... It's honestly astounding. I mean, and I meet a lot of people, but just how much I I think because you're so funny and good looking, I'll be honest with you. I think that people oftentimes take celebrities like that for granted because it's like, well, they they ski by in their looks or his charm or whatever it is. You're working your ass off. I mean, not only making the show and now I'm kissing your ass, but it's coming from an honest place. You know that it's um, no, we're here for like another two hours. I'm like, my battery is now (laughs) dead. Um, No, but it's true. I think a lot of people take certain celebrities work for granted and especially with what you do because you're not an actor and I say this as someone who does a a minuscule amount of giving herself to what you are expected right but even for me sometimes I'm like sometimes I'm giving so much of myself just like talking on the radio show the podcast whatever just even in person doing things that I'm like I need to save a little something for me because it it becomes you feel 
who am I? It's almost like yeah. you feel like worn out. You're like, I just want to lock myself. That's why, honestly, Corona, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but yeah. I've not had my panic yet. I haven't had like my full meltdown because I'm yeah. sort of like, it's okay. Like we're, we're making it work. Uh, honestly, I, I, I've, I've had some shit thrown at me over the last couple of years. Like he's just the French tuck guy. And don't get me wrong. Even I find the French tuck ludicrous. Like it's so funny that it took on a life of its own, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not angry at it because even if somebody doesn't know my name, they know me as the French tuck guy. I will take that. But really I want to say to those people who make fun, I just want to say, you think that I just turned upon se- oh, somebody just, plucked me out of obscurity actually this kind of is how it happened but <laughs> well we'll edit that out we'll edit that tracy edit that out from obscurity and then i was just successful one day no that's not how it happened i slogged for years i created businesses i worked every hour that god sent and that meant that i could be the french talk guy like the, yeah. that the french talk you being known for something in my opinion is priceless really is like you can't put a value on that it is it is priceless but you don't get to that point by just doing a day's work every six months no you get it by asking a woman if she uses a vibrator that that shit is so funny to me by the way and i'm dying to know who it is and obviously offline i will ask you yeah. and let me also tell you i was gonna say i was gonna talk shit about host for one second too which is to say that then you have the people who really did just get lucky as shit who are <laughs> like you know hot or thin or whatever it is and they go i'll be a host and honestly those people do well the the people who have committed to being hosts yeah they kind of get far even when they're not good at what they do if they have the look i do want to also tell you that that is part of my story where i was just found i uh, so i don't know if i mentioned to you when i saw you irl but i i had my businesses I was done with my businesses. I, you know, I, I, I do you know who Boz is? She's the she's the new um, chief marketing director for chief marketing officer for uh, Netflix. But she was a thing before, and she's like a spokes. She's like a like a motivational speaker. What's her name? Boz. Boz B O Z B O Z B O Z. Love that. Okay. Boz St. John is her name. Anyway, she's on Instagram. She's really impressive. This super powerful black lady. Anyway, she uh, said, like, why? We've got to stop apologizing for our success. If you've done something well, Mm -hmm. you've done something well because you've worked hard for it. So I'm just going to say it. Like, I worked my fucking ass off between the age of 15 and 32 and I created very successful businesses and I sold them. And then I was going to chill for the rest of my life and just take jobs if I wanted them. And then Netflix found out and offered me an audition for this show. And so I kind of was plucked out of nowhere. And I know I'm very lucky, but it wouldn't have happened if I was just hanging out doing nothing. Also, they plucked you because you are, you're great. I mean, you really just naturally are good at it. So it's like, it it happened for a reason. And I got to tell you something too, is that really with all the queer guys that I've met, I think Karamo is the only one I've never interviewed Jonathan, I I knew Jonathan before Queer Eye, like back in our LA days, you know. Um, but you're all very charming. Like every single one of you really has is either funny or just warm. You know, this isn't an accident that you guys have seen the success that you have. Yeah. And obviously the chemistry between you also goes so far. But yeah. it, you know, it's not by accident. It's not, listen, look at the Queer Eye guys from the first uh, round of mm. when they did the show initially. Like Carson is probably one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Like he's- so- funny brilliantly yeah. one of the funniest people in america i think but um 
Yeah, you know, it's it's all for for a reason. And wait, and next in fashion, you're coming back for another season. No, we're not. Goodbye. No, I I thought you got picked up. Let's talk about it. I've not talked about it publicly before. Wait a second, Tanny. You know that I'm not an asshole. I put my leg up to talk to you about this. I swear on my life, I thought it was coming back. And that's why I was like, maybe, oh my God, I'm not a fucking piece of shit. I promise you. I like that you thought it was. I, that gives me hope oh, because no. we loved the show. So Alexa, so first things first, you know Alexa. I love, love Alexa yeah. so much. Like truly, uh, it's almost uh, that I, I could be sectioned for it. Like you should send me to hospital for how much I love this <laughs> this girl. Um, anyway, I got to work with her for five and a half weeks. And every day I just thought, I can't believe I get to call her my friend now. I've, I've loved her since I was Twenty when she first came on TV, I, I oh, was yeah. blown away. I thought she—I think she's one of the best hosts truly ever on TV. She's hilariously funny. She's she—I know from her T four days. Yeah, uh, and then Alexa and I, for those because I know you know this, but we met on her MTV show here in America, and we just clicked immediately. And really, all of the friends that I've met through her, like these hilarious British people, I would actually include you in that group because um, we sort of met through Alexa and the funniest people in the world. I mean, just so clever and quick. So, and you guys had such a good thing going. I love the show. I'm, I'm actually very upset that it's, I'm really upset. I'm shocked. Thanks. Me too. So I was upset. I get why. And the honest thing is, it's an incredibly expensive show. Like if you saw uh, the show, you, you saw the production. It's such a big show. And it's, it's just not sustainable. <gasps> and I know that my focus has to always be Queer Eye. And I love Queer Eye so much. And this really does... Nets in Fashion did take a lot away from what I was able to do. Right. Uh, Queer Eye, because Queer Eye takes up our whole year. It's a very... Really? It's a big show. We, it takes months to film. We do so much press. And so to film a show where you also have to do other global press, it really does eat into what you can do for Queer Eye. But... The show did super well, especially... So it wasn't... I I don't think that... I don't feel it as strongly in America, but when I'm outside of America, that's what people know me for. They don't know me as well for Queer Eye as they do Next in Fashion. That makes me so happy, especially in the UK. I went back shortly after um, Next in Fashion hit. The amount... I've been to England a few times since Queer Eye, and every now and then people will say, oh, hi, you're the Queer Eye guys, hi. It was constant for Next in Fashion. And they, they didn't know what other show I was on, which made really made me laugh because most people in America have no idea that I'm on Next in Fashion, but they know me only from Queer Eye. I feel like it's how Celine Dion... Celine Dion has hits in, like, Japan that we've never heard. Yeah. Britney does too. And in, in England, right. she has a couple of songs in England that were massive in the UK that were never a thing in America, which blows my mind. Give me an example because, you know, I'm a Britney girl from the old country. God, I so wish I could remember this song. I can't remember the song. This oh. is one song in particular. I played for, I mean, the gays know Britney. Yeah, yeah. Every gay I know, they've never heard it, whereas it was on an every gay club in England for like two years solid. You have to tell me what it is, if not now, eventually, I because will send it to you. I consider it. myself truly like a real Brit head. Like, I love. Yeah. Um, I just love her. I love that she's like a robot. I, I hope she's not. <laughs> she is like a true Rosie from the Jetsons. I. Gosh, let's talk, Brittany. We, I told you we weren't going to be able to do it in ten minutes. I know she's going to kill me. I'm happy with that. I listen, Tracy. You're, you're you live her life. What are you doing, like Tracy? If you wait for lunch, go grab your lunch. Just chill. Like we'll be fine. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. we. Uh, I was. Be, I've been seeing her on Instagram a lot, and I just want to give her a hug. Like I, I do adore I Brittany. The hair and the eye makeup, and just 
The, it's the, um, the I'm just going to call it peasant tops, like the old yes. worldy peasant tops. The ruffled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But it's the oh. same one every time. And I just want to say, Brit, like, I know you've got money. This, well, I'm sure she has some money. I just think, can't you just hire like one size for a week who can just get your wardrobe when you're good for like two years? I love Brit. I just, I really want her to be her best self. And if this makes her happy, Jeez. so be it. But I'm sure that she must see that that's not her vibe anymore. Like that was so 1998. She, I don't think... It's really, really sad. Like the whole free Britney thing I have some issue with because I feel like, do people really know what's going on? Like, do they know for sure that she has no free will? I mean, it's a a conspiracy that grew. There may be some truth to it, no question. But also the whole thing makes me feel uncomfortable. But, you know, just even her voice has changed. Like she just seemed like she's been through some real trauma. And I'm like, I just want her to be like happy. And she's so pretty. Like she could still, she's gorgeous. Like she could still get that maybe that oh my god should she become like the like there should be a queer eye season about saving britney by the way if you did that if you guys did that oh my god you can tell she's kind too like there's so much loveliness about her sweetheart i I really do feel for her she burned her gym down um i you know and her voice she's always like hey everybody it's i can't even do it it's so broken I, really I wish I was a broken bird sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I feel, I'll be honest, sometimes like as a strong pelican, like if I had to compare myself to a bird, uh-huh. really, I would be probably, let's be real, like a cassowary or like an ostrich or something because I'm just like a big ass, long-legged thing. But like, I wish that I was like, sometimes I do wish that someone would just put me in a shoebox and rescue me. You know, like I want to be, I want to be like tended to. And like, there are some people who are just like that and I'm not. And it's sad. You know, I, uh, I, I really do feel for the people who got famous really young. That is yes. one thing I'm so grateful for. If I were to refer to your universe again, I would really thank the universe for allowing me to be famous when I'm in my 30s as opposed to in my teens. Because you're, you're a lot more resolute about who you are. You, you, your personality's developed. You're kind of um, set in your ways. You're a little shit and you're stubborn. Like, you know what you like. And you know what you don't like and you know what you're willing to put up with and what you're definitely going to say no to. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I think if I were to have uh, gotten this kind of, garnered this kind of success when I was in between like 18 and 22, 23, sure. I would have been a shit show. Shit show. I agree with you that it really does taint. I know some child actors, actually a dear friend of mine was a famous teen actress, let's call it. And I think she remained level-headed only because she was protected by a good family. Like she had people around her. I have a good family. Yeah. You know, they were very, uh, I don't know. They just weren't in the Hollywood world. And so that's what it was. It wasn't like, um, toddlers and tiaras, you know, with those kind of, Oh my God, Tanny, have you seen a show on Netflix? See synergy called (laughs) baby ballroom. (gasps) Um, run, do not walk. It's from England. I think it's from 2016 about it's said, uh, as I mentioned in England, I'll say it 10 more times uh, about people who, um, Oh, Tracy's Tracy's just texted me that we're at an hour. (laughs) (laughs) No, but listen, we'll, we'll wrap in a minute, but cut to sun's goes, sun goes down. I have a long beard. Tracy, we love Tracy. (laughs) Tracy was a child actress. She's like, Hey, you're going to have to rap. Cause yeah. I'm triggered. She's, you would love her by the way, but they, um, it's about these parents in England who have these kids who go take ballroom dancing classes. And 10, I'll tell you this much. I, 
at 39, you know, it's that question, do I want children? I'm like, do I want kids? Do I want kids? And I've never wanted kids. I've always like honestly found children annoying. I just, I hear a baby cry. I panic. I just don't like the vibe of a kid. Yeah. And I don't know what's happened to me, but in Brooklyn on Sunday, as an example, there were so many cute kids, like truly sweet, well-behaved children. And I thought now if that was my kid, like if that kid was my kid, I would absolutely just love it to death. But these children are so lovely and they, they take ballroom dancing classes and they're, and the boys are very like, you're going to love the little boys on it. Cause most of them are extremely confident and they have their little tuxedos and flamboyant. Oh. They're so cute. <laughs> All right. I, you're you're going to shit. It's like the best show. I really want to have a, ch- I want to go to England for a handful of reasons to, I would literally move there tomorrow. Um, much like the upper West side. I'd like to feel hot there. Cause I feel like, yes. My yeah. stock goes up there. Absolutely. Like, I, again, I will say this. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. It's just a fact. I, I'm a sighted person. You are very attractive. But in England, you would be so much more attractive no, in England. I know because when I get off the plane there, it's like red carpet no, is rolled. dicks away. Literally, like on American Gladiators, I have that yeah. big Q-tip and it's just big dicks. Yeah, where does yeah, England yeah, yeah. fall on that? Let me see where England falls on that list. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pulling it up. not so high. It's definitely not the, the group four. They're group two. That oh no, 5.5 inches. But bigger than America's 5.1 inches does not. So all the Mountain Dew we drink, it doesn't help. Wow. That's real. Wow, 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 wow. Mountain Dew stunts dick growth. What? You know what you've just done is you you've done stand up comedy before, right? Yeah, of course, that's my what I do. So, okay, sorry, I did not know that that was your main. <laughs> and job. your I... show's coming back for a new season, though. We know no, we know nothing about each other. Okay, go on. <laughs> I thought your main job was hosting you do stand up on the side. You actually don't even know how funny I am. You have to come see me live at some point because this is bullshit. Like on stage, it's a whole other person. If go you on. don't invite me to a show, I'll be so fucking offended. I'm gonna make you sing with me at a show. Okay, how do you feel great. about it? Okay, <laughs> go continue. Wait, I can't remember what I was gonna say. Ruined it. Oh, no, I don't. I lost it. I lost it. Never mind. It's because I panicked because I mentioned. <laughs> I know, I know. And I realized I offended you. Um, no, no, I'm not offended. And I know that we've got like no time left, but I will, yeah, yeah. I have to mention really quickly. Please, I everything. do love you and uh, and Adam Rapon together. <gasps> I love You know, Adam. he's he's the love of my life. I no, he's adore. I, honestly, fine. Honestly. Wait, wait let's share him. He he's is. He's genuinely not only one of the funniest people and most beautiful people, but so funny, sweet, like so good hearted. A really good boy. I once uh, I first saw him. Uh, I'm just gonna call it the Ice Capades, even though it's not. It's like kind of like that. The Olympics. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> it was after the Olympics. Okay. He went on a tour mm-hmm. uh, at like across America with a lot of the Olympians uh, that he was at the Olympics with, and they did a yeah. tour, but I don't remember what it was called. Oh, um, stars. Are, stars so, are nice. Stars are nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the first time I had seen him, and I asked afterwards to the security. Can I come backstage and just meet them? And yeah. thankfully, the, the, one of them knew who, us, who, we were, who I was from Queer Eye. They're like, oh yeah, sure. We'll let them know you're here. Great. Um, and the amount of times I've used that is so lame, but it works. Oh my God, use it. Please, that's my... Yeah. And so, Don't apologize to me. I'm a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I met him and he was really quiet. I was like, oh no, he's not. He's a bitch. But then I said, are you doing okay? He was like, yeah, I'm really nervous. I really, I love Queer Eye and I didn't expect yeah. you to be here. And I was like, oh good, I thought you were just not very friendly he was like no I'm really shaking like can you not feel I'm a little bit nervous and oh my I went god to see the show two more times 
because I was obsessed with watching him on the ice. He's just so beautiful on the ice. And he was just so much. Do you want to know he's with us? Because you see these flowers that I keep referring to as Tracy right yeah. there. He sent those to me for my birthday. That's sweet that Tracy put them in that vase. Tracy, you did such a good job. I can see her just finishing off the coffee for you. She's grabbing my latte. Um, here's what I'll say about you, Tan France. First of all, we have a lot of Emmy voters who listen to the show. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, they are major, major fans. No, but I, I'm going to be the only reason I'm going to watch the Emmys is to root for you. I have like three other friends who are nominated that I'll root for as well. But really, I'm so excited. And I, you better get it. Like, especially after I just. This is the first time we've been nominated for hosts. So uh, the others I'll be so grateful for. The others, uh, some of the others we've won before, which is the best unscripted. Um, Do you have an Emmy in your home for the show already? No, when, when they, they go to Netflix, which is why we really want this one. Because this you one we can take home. Now, not to brag, but I once was nominated for Tracy, make sure you're getting this, a daytime Emmy award. Um, when I was on The View and for the eight seconds I was on The View, I managed to sneak into that nomination and we did not win. And I'm bitter about it. But anyway, he has a book you out. Who won against you? It had to be. I don't. Honestly, it was either the girls from The Real or The Talk. Because that's, that's the kind of shit I remember. I'm Do so you? thankful that's the kind of shit I remember. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember my enemies, but oh. uh, I don't. <laughs> anyway, he has a. Well, first of all, you know, everyone already follows you. But if you don't already follow him, obviously, on Instagram and on Twitter, look at his stunning face, at Tan France. And also your book. How How is the book? process for you. It's called Naturally Tan, a memoir. Don't you think you're too young for a memoir? When are we going to realize that the word memoir should be used as a deathbed book? We never called it a memoir, I don't think. It says memoir on Tracy's notes. Tracy is, has um, <laughs> done you real dirty today. No, Tracy, I'm We love Tracy, Tracy so much. So okay, go. I'm sure no, I know. I'm, she's the best. Um, yeah. uh, it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to say, uh, this is what has happened in, in my life to this point. It was basically an opportunity to call out the racist. Really, yes. it was. like the, I was using it as an opportunity to say, hey, brown people exist too. And we're just as important. So that when they said you can t- you can write about whatever you want, that was the main thing. I was like, up until that point, I said no interest in a book. I'd been asked a few times before, do you want to write a memoir? No thanks. Do you want to write a memoir? Absolutely not. And then this one company, St. Martin's, who I adore, they mm. said you can say whatever you want. Like you've got complete free reign. We won't give you notes other than this could be formatted differently, but sure. talk about whatever you want. And so I was like, as long as I can talk about what it feels like to be a child in a community where you are attacked every day, that's the only way I'll do a write a book. I love that you did that. And I'm sure there's so many kids all over the world, specifically in England, who are really living that exact. Yeah. Has it gotten better or worse? I wonder, because Brexit really, uh, there is a hate. Uh, Brexit really shocked me, to be honest with you. And there is just a hatred kind of coursing through the veins of the globe, not yeah. just here in America. Yeah. I think it's happening all over the world yeah. when it comes to just hating others. Yeah. And that goes, I'm not going to like, you know, mention each race or whatever that's being attacked, yeah. but it's quite scary. And I don't know why it's happening right now, or if that just happens in waves naturally or what's going on. I've got a really sad story to tell you, which is the story that apparently we're going to leave off on. Um, but I, I think it's important to tell you because mm. you've asked, yeah. Hey, how are things after Brexit? Obviously, I don't live there anymore, um, but my family still does. My uh, my my family's Muslim, 
and my sister-in-law, who I love very much, she wears something called a niqab. And for those out there who don't know, that is uh, the veil that Muslim women choose to wear over their face that just exposes their eyes. Um, she came from a very Western family, she, but she chooses to wear that. My brother doesn't enforce it. Um, he, she's, she doesn't have to wear it, but she chose to wear it. She's chosen to wear it since she was 14. Wow. And now she, she's, I think, 31, maybe 32, I may be wrong. Anyway, she was forced to stop wearing it because she has kids. She has three children. The youngest is four. The eldest is eight. And she was sick of being spat at or people throwing things at her in the street with oh her God. children. She just didn't want her kids to see it anymore. And to, for them to constantly see their mom being attacked in the street. So she stopped wearing it two years ago. Even though that's something that she chose to do for herself to protect herself. Because she didn't want people to judge her by her looks. She's very pretty. And she doesn't want sexual attention from anybody. anybody. She doesn't want people people being nicer just because she's pretty she wants to be yeah. taken only for who she is as a person and she was forced to stop because of the racism she was experiencing every day she left the house and so that's that if, if you want an example of how, uh, how things are for people of color across the world who are minorities that's it yeah it, it i hate to say it it actually doesn't surprise me and i say this as some you know i i i'm horrified don't mm-hmm. get me wrong but it like just from my very limited experiences in the UK. Um, and I actually remember I had uh, not even on the same level. I'm just bringing up that even anti-Semitism, yeah. not nearly as bad, although I don't know for the Orthodox community is what they're dealing with, but just, yeah. there's also a lot of that. The there's thing. a lot yeah, of the real thing. It's a real thing for every kind of non-white minority. Christian yeah. minority. And, uh, it's really just makes me really sick to my stomach for not just UK for also here in America, our country, two countries I love and I've always felt very connected to. The question is, how do we stop it? Is it that we're electing the wrong people? I don't, I keep wondering, is it that when we give a platform to someone like Trump, we're allowing racists to really act on their natural instincts. um, And so we're kind of exposing it. But what I will say is the counterbalance because those people will always exist I think the counterbalance is allowing, and this isn't meant to be an arrogant comment, allowing people like me and other people in marginalized groups to have a voice, to have a platform, to see us on TV, and then you humanize us. That yeah. is that was is the reason I wanted to get on Queer Eye because I knew it was going to be a global show. It's a it's on a global platform, so people can see that guy is gay, that guy is Muslim, that guy is South Asian, that guy is an immigrant. Why can't I like him? And not only that, you're actually like sort of better than everyone else. I mean, you didn't hear it from me. I'm like, you're listening to these things like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're the best. I just think, <laughs> you really are. Yeah. Like, why yeah. would you see that as a threat? So we have to keep allowing people to put a face to the things that people are scared of so they can have a somewhat personal connection. The amount of times I've had people say, I thought that I hated Muslims, but you're Muslim and I like you. I'm like, then mm. maybe there are others out there that you will like to. And 100%. so, yeah, so I think there's a counterbalance to it. I actually think that's a beautiful way to end this. Um, really, it doesn't feel like we had an interview. I feel like we just had a, like a it's FaceTime. A Zoom call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just so fun. And Tan, first of all, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for doing the podcast. Because I, you, I was so excited when they said we have Tan France. For me, this was like, this was my, I'm trying to think of an, this was like when they said Moonlight won the Oscar and then the Moonlight cast got up. Like the, the level of elation I felt that night is how I felt when they said that you're coming on the show. 
I just adore you so much. And I am rooting for you in every facet of your life. I want everything to just always be shiny and new for you. So go buy his book, Naturally Tan, and um, obviously watch him on Queer Eye. If you haven't watched Next in Fashion, hello, what else the hell are we doing? That's watch what I it. want you guys to watch. Watch yeah. it because it's so fun. I'm going to make them give you a second season because of my mistake. I'm going to be like, look, Moonlight style. I'm like, look, I said there is one. You have to do it now. Um, and uh, and yeah, Tani, I hope I get to see you soon. Like, please, we'll get the main house together or I'll just come visit you in L.A. I'll just come to L.A. Uh, just, uh, Adam's there too. Like, we'll, you can split, we'll split custody for that uh, those few days. Wait a minute. Actually, do you know that I always have a place in his beautiful home? So uh, that's going to happen. Okay. I'm, I'm going to make that that moment happen. Tan, I adore you. Thank you. I adore you too. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, my love. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, 
go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.